Did you wear Matson's coat? Uh, my exact note was he's wearing some Tiger King shit. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Skarsgård picked that himself. Like that was the only thing in like the the trivia section of IMDb for this episode was that he personally had something to do with that. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Diplomatic plates. You can park anywhere. You can basically drive on the sidewalk. The police can't Running touch you. Running people over is not a sign. I'm not sure if you're kidding, but uh, I could help. But what have you done for me lately? Welcome to Suck 10, where we break down episodes of the hit HBO series Succession in 10 minutes. I am one of your hosts, Jamie G. Esquire, the fifth mayor of Paradise City. I'm here with my co-host Magna Mills to break down the seventh episode of season four of Succession titled Hailgate Party. As a card-carrying member of the Bills Mafia, I just want to point out that you can't have a real tailgate party without at least one table dive. Yeah, or, or maybe a, a table dance. I know at one point there was a secret strip club RV in one of those Bills uh, tailgating parking lots. Maybe Matson should look into acquiring them. I heard he's looking for new revenue streams. I am Meg Mills, and thank you for checking out Suck 10, presented by Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Find us wherever you get your pods. Find us on YouTube by searching for Suck 10. That's the letter S, the letter U, the letter C, the number one, the number zero, or just search for Regular Dudes Watch Stuff on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff. And please don't forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. It helps other people find the show, and we really appreciate it. If you had fun, click that thumb. Work the thumb, baby. I do got to be honest with you. This is a full-on spoiler show. Every single thing about Succession that you could possibly discuss, we're going to. It's up for discussion here, including the next time on. Consider yourself warned. Uh, it's that time. Mills, go ahead. Make with these episode details, my dude. This is Season 4, Episode 7, the 36th overall episode of Succession, titled Tailgate Party, directed by Robert Pulsini and Sherry Springer-Berman. This is the third episode of Succession that the duo has directed, written by Will Tracy. This is the third written by credit for him on Succession. And the predictably short and vague plot synopsis is, Hoping to work the angles, Kendall and Roman ask Shiv to invite a campaign insider to Logan's pre-election day party. I love a good tailgate party, but the game starts soon, so we've only got 10 minutes starting now. Well, that is just enough time for us to give our overall thoughts on Kill List. This is Succession. This is the game being played, unfolding before our eyes, and it is making for some incredibly good television. I mean, for real, for real. This is a outstanding show, dude. Like, we're really starting to get into... All the fun stuff about like, I don't know, uh, other, say a Game of Thrones where it's like, who's going to get the throne? Well, this is literally kind of that in a different modern way. I love all the different angles being thought out and played. The dialogue was through the roof. I mean, fantastic, dude. There's so many one-liners, quotes in here that are both poignant, but also hilarious it's just an absolute masterpiece. There's almost so much. Where do I even start uh, when it comes to the dialogue? I mean, fantastic, dude. Cannot say that again. This episode was awesome. I cannot wait for the election episode. This is everything I ever wanted in succession, and it's at its peak. We are peaking right now. And you know what, guys? We got to just pause for a second and be like, thank you. The show's going to be over. Um, you know, th three more episodes or whatever it is, three, four episodes. 
it's going to be an incredible ride, but then it'll be gone. We need to remind ourselves we are witnessing an incredible, incredible talent being displayed in an amazing show, just fantastic television. Thank you, HBO. Thank you, everyone that works on this show, not just the stars. I'm talking about everyone that makes it happen. Uh, and you know what? We'll accept your thank you for breaking it down right here on Suck 10. Am I crazy or was this awesome? Uh, you could call me maybe, or I think what you were really just describing to people was House of the Dragon. You got Game of Thrones combined with Succession. So, right. you know, keep it within the HBO family. Yeah, seriously, this was a really good one. There's a little bit of danger that they could be just working extra hard here to set everything up for the final couple of episodes. And it feels like that for a minute. And then they kind of just hit us in the end with some kind of, I'm guessing, resolution for Shiv and Tom. You have your boy K-Dog finally thinking about making his big move. You know, Roman seems to be kind of flailing. It looks like they're going to maybe pay off Connor's election plot line that's been going forever. I think this was a really good job. Matt's an absolutely slays. Probably my episode MVP, despite the fact that, he, you know, again, not necessarily a coder and not a good guy. And he's, you know, also a liar. But still, man, he had some lines. Like you said, the dialogue this episode off the chart, the acting performances off the chart. As much as I hate to see it go. The way they're going right now, I'm thinking that doing the uh, the four season cutoff here was probably the right move. You know, whether we we want more or not, we'll always want more. But I think they're really kind of building towards something here. So, I do want to say, man, really good point on kind of getting it right. It must be so tempting to stretch on past four seasons. I think you're right. I think they'd rather kind of Barry Sanders this thing and retire early during their prime than try to stretch it too far. So. I'm with you, man. Four seasons was like, ah, I wish we could have got five or six, but dude, they're doing it right. I'm in for it. It turns out that Madsen isn't all he's cracked up to be. He's got a two Indias thing going on. He's not even really a coder. Jamie G, are you at all surprised about these Madsen revelations? Not really. He kind of gave off this quirky, like, I'm a genius, but I'm weird vibe for this entire time. And it's new money, bro. As Ken Dog would say, you got you got to question new money always and forever. And yeah, I'm going to go ahead and shit on Elon Musk. And he's kind of like a version of Elon Musk. Has Elon Musk ever even done anything? No, but that's a topic for another day. You can hate me all you want, people. I think he's a hack. <laughs> all right, man. Well, we'll get to time in a minute. How about the other half of the Disgusting Brothers? What's up with Gary? I mean, Greg. He had himself an episode, man. A, he's not the Slim Reaper. That's Devontae Smith, wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. I love the way he tries to ingratiate himself and just suck up to everybody, but he does seem to be gaining self-awareness, and he has learned some shit from Tom. So I think there is a chance he could be a player, especially if he manages to do the Mac thing and play both sides here. And Tom's back on the market now. Maybe the Disgusting Brothers are back. We'll have to see next week. We also see that Kendall pushes Nate too hard when he's trying to get the thing with the regulatory angle. And then he talks to Frank about pulling the reverse Viking, possibly at the expense of Shiv and Roman. Jamie G, what is up with your boy K-Dog? Is this a delusion of grandeur thing because he killed it with the living plus? Or is he actually onto something and he's got a real plan? I've said it all along. Despite all of his challenges, the ups and downs, he is the one that is most ready to to and and would be the the most successful leader here i really believe that dude and i think he knows he can he can not only kill the deal and stay in charge i think he can do something bigger and better than his father ever did 
Shiv and Tom, they finally clear the air. It was an incredible scene. And to paraphrase Ghostface Killer, they'll never be the same again. Any thoughts on that Tom and Shiv scene on the balcony? I thought it was absolutely fantastic and incredibly riveting. And I was waiting for her to, to say, I'm pregnant. Yeah, I was too. And shout out both actors here. I mean, this is just raw. You know, and shout yeah. out Carl Thomas. I didn't expect that, that shout out there. I was just blown away, man, because there, I would say this is what, 90% truth, 95% truth, probably about as truthful as they can possibly be. I'm going with maybe Tom's 100% truthful and Shiv was like 90% because I think she did care for him at some point, but I think almost everything else are real truth bombs that are dropped and that adds so much power to it. I mean, almost ironic here that the episode opens up with Shiz, with uh, Shiv, not really getting a joke from Tom about the Scorpion thing, and then ends with him not getting a joke about, you know, him getting fired, basically. And neither one were really jokes. They were almost, I don't know, assertions of dominance or something like that. But I, I think there's some good dramatic irony here. I think they absolutely killed it. And, you know, the, we'll talk about it in predictions, but it's going to be tough to come back for this one. And... Yeah, I don't know what uh, what Shiv's going to do. Like I said, uh, predictions. Uh, Jamie G, any other thoughts on this big scene? Other than, I agree with everything you said. It was complete. I don't think I've ever seen them yell at each other before. It was awesome. It seemed like they were back. I love this. No diggity, no doubt. Now, if you guys follow us, you know our favorite part of Succession is the dialogue. And with such great pleasure that we present our favorite quotes of the episode. I'm going to go back to that scene. I'm going back to that scene and I'm giving it to Shiv. I don't like you. I don't, I don't even care about you. I don't care. And I think for the first time since we've seen these two characters, she means it. Again, so many good ones here, but I just like the idea that at least on some level, maybe it was just a little bit of, uh, possessiveness but when Kendall kind of comments on the people inside at the party you know these assholes in here are assholes yeah but what's yeah. this fucking game like is he going for freak out or is he flicking the same beans as us uh what a win dude and he might just be a jerk off from Gothenburg but it's time to smash the Swede what is our Matson moment for tailgate party Oh, man. Matson had Tom on the ropes all night, you know, with the firing stuff. But I think he might have landed a coconut-flavored fatality. Hey, hey! I'm about to take hey. a shit in your husband's mouth, and I'm pretty sure he's going to tell me it tastes like cocoman. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's a really, really nice place. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, who'll get to keep it in the divorce? Coconut-flavored fatality definitely sounds like the title of a band that does heavy metal covers of Jimmy Buffett songs. And you know what? I think I'd go for it. Speaking of hot fire, what's up with the burn ward this week? That final scene with Shiv and Tom might have brought the joint to full capacity. Am I right? Let's just say we're hoping that the fire marshal doesn't show up. I mean, Shiv, what did you think of the tailgate party? Bullshit pre-election brain-dead AOL era legacy media putrid stuff mushroom fuckfest. And I think it's fair to say that Rava is not a fan of ATN. I was raising our daughter while you were fucking running oh, a racist yeah, yeah, news yeah, organization. Yeah, yeah. Great. Hey, Rava, any advice on how Kendall can be a better father? And I don't know, just maybe call your fucking daughter. And not everybody loves their parents' friends, but Kendall is really not a fan. Come on, they're not all crypto fascists and right wing nut jobs. We also have some venture capital Dems and uh, centrist schools. Dad's ideological range was wide. 
But at least the Roy siblings can all agree on one thing. Yeah, just fuck Marsha. Seconded. Great. Carried. And given Matson's evaluation of his team, we should have known that something was up. So I have a number two who's moonbeamed on edibles and a communication officer who's terrified of communicating. Well, it's not like Madsen is a fan of Roman or Kendall either. Is it going to be, and no offense, Shiv, uh, but the failed sons? Really? Is that a good option? They will do what he did, but they will do it stupider and uglier and less amenable. Nor does he have time for the rich and important people at the party. I'm, I'm just going to take five and then I'll be back with the dipshits and limp dicks. He might be coming around to Gary. I, I mean, Greg, though. I thought you were backwash at the bottom of the gene pool, but this is something else. And uh, at least Abba puts Oscar in his place. I've seen him cut your balls a hundred times. Yeah, it's a little bit boring. I think it's safe to say that Roman is not a big fan of the conheads. Write up a fucking statement, okay? Wind up the old fax machine and fart it out to your oddball army, okay? Oddball army, also the solid name for a ska band. And uh, let's start with Tom before moving on to Shiv. Yeah, you really kept me safe while you ran off to fuck the phone book. Oh. And then you fogged me off with that fucking undrinkable wine, and you won't have my baby, because you never even thought, honestly, you'd be with me more than like four fucking years. You're too fucking transparent to find in a book. I think you are incapable of love, and I think you are maybe not a good person to have children. It's not my fault that you didn't get his approval. I have given you endless approval, and it doesn't fill you up because you're broken. And you knew Shiv wasn't going to take all that laying down. Fuck off. You're a hick. You're fucking me for my DNA. You are fucking me for a fucking ladder because your whole family is striving and parochial. Well, your mom loves me more than she loves you because she's cracked. You offered because you're servile. You're just, you're servile. You're pathetic. You're pathetic. You're a masochist and you can't even take I don't like you. I don't, I don't even care about you. I don't care. You don't deserve me, and you never did. And I guess Kendall is willing to trade the huggy thing in for some ballast. Part of my plans, I love him, but not in love with him, you know? Mm -hmm. One head, one crown, but I'll need ballast. Indiana Jones says it belongs in a museum. But when it comes to succession, we like to point out what belongs on a t-shirt. Mills, any worthy t-shirt options from Tailgate Party? Uh, we got a couple good ones. I especially like Waystar Jesus. It's really easy to picture that with Kendall as Jesus. Uh, Team Kenbro is a pretty obvious one. Also Operation Nuke the Luke. Nuke the Luke. And I also like uh, doing a Dumb and Dumber thing with uh, Kendall and Roman. I think that would be pretty good, too. That brings us to the Roy rankings. Mills, with only three episodes left of Succession, how do the rankings look? As far as the top five goes, we actually had a tie for fourth between Eva, who I had at eight, you had at four, and Cousin Greg, who I had at four, and you had at eight. So just mirrored there. At number three is Jerry. We both had her at three. Number two is Frank. We both had him at two. And number one, Kendall Roy, we both had it one. There was some disagreement further down. I believe we ranked 14 characters this week, but a lot of uh, agreement at the top there. So very good. It is time to give a grade to Tailgate Party. 
let's keep it on brand and grade the episode on a scale of one to 10 employees fired. You're up first here. Lead us off, dude. I'm going to go 9.6 employees fired. I think this is a top tier succession. Not the, the best episode, but I, I think it good chance it's going to still be in the top five when all said done. Probably top seven at the worst. And that's assuming, you know, there's three more bangers to come. How about yourself? Uh, let's just, you know what? We've been in unison. I'm agreeing. 9.6 employees fired. Uh, can't Can't change that. It's awesome. Roger of the Dodger. That brings us to our predictions. And Jerry seems to have kind of checkmated Roman. Is he going to be able to restrain himself or is he going to do something done, violates the agreement, and that causes her to release the dick pics? Yes, he is. I agree too. You saw him drumming on the table there at the end. I don't think he can help himself. How about Connor, man? Do you think he takes his campaign to the bitter end or does he get a good enough offer to bow out? I think he takes it to the end, man. I really do. He's, he's a con heads ride or die. I love it. Uh, forget about Tom for a second. Is Shiv in deep shit with Roman and Kendall? Are they going to find out that she betrayed them and she hitched her wagon to maybe something that's going to blow up? I think so, because if Matson goes down, he doesn't strike me as a dude who wants to go down with the ship by himself. No. And uh, remembering Tom for a second, they have to be donezo forever, ever now, right? Dude, I I finished that episode saying they're done forever. But, dude, some part of me, in their own toxic way, believes they might end up back together. It's crazy. Shiv has to tell him that she's pregnant, though, right? I mean, at some point, she has to, right? I mean, shit. And is she going to stop drinking and doing drugs and banging? Like, she's got to, at some point, act pregnant here, right? Was that a yes? <laughs> I I'm saying that she is going to go as long as she can, and she might even lie about it. I, I think she's that, especially because he called her out and that she shouldn't ever have kids thing. She's going to go out of her way to not tell him, if possible. And, uh, all right, man, deal time. Which of these things happens? The Gojo deal goes down as planned, it doesn't happen at all, or it gets flipped, the reverse Viking, and Waystar acquires Gojo. I'm sticking with it doesn't happen at all. Boy, I'm thinking they try to acquire Gojo and then it fails, so it doesn't happen at all. So I guess we're still simpatico there. And then the big question we ask every week at the end of the series, who will be crowned the king or queen of succession? Dude, I'm riding with them another week. I'm going K-Dog. Give me Kendall Roy all day. Fuck it, man. I'm going Frank out of left field. He just manages to keep weaseling in there. Him and Jerry are unkillable. I think that's the final battle. And they they do the co-CEO thing or something, maybe. All right, man. Jamie G, one more prediction for season four. Hit me or something. Cousin Greg, He's he sets himself up for the future. I'm going to say he gets a big-time job somewhere. Uh, I definitely wanted to go with him wearing the crown. He's still in play, I think. I'm going to say that I think the thing we saw at the beginning of the episode with Kendall's daughter comes back into play somehow and, and i'm still riding that blood train i think the blood the shit with ebba is going to come back around and she is going to help bring madsen down and we might even get to see those bricks of blood i hope we do anything else before we get out of here uh, jamie g i gotta tell you kendall remembers his kids like i remember to schedule a prostate exam when Kendall asked Rava, what kind of parent do you think I am? That's literally a question that he does not want to hear the answer to at any cost. And to be honest with you, I haven't been in a cuddle puddle since my freshman year of college. 
sex toys these days are way too goddamn expensive. And when Kendall says, there's too much peanut butter between us, can you stick close? I can tell, like, yep, that's a guy who has seen his share of cuddle puddles. A three-day grief-a-thon? That sounds like my honeymoon with my ex-wife number three, I think, was in, in Atlantic City. Three-day grief-a-thon. A lot of fun. Great honeymoon spot. Ah, oh, Connor. You want a tight 90? Dude, somewhere Gene Cousineau just had a heart attack. Somebody once texted me, sorry if I broke your dick last night, and I ghosted her because I didn't have the heart to tell her that's how it always looks. Like Cool Breeze, you gotta watch for the hook. When Tom says, there's no easy way of doing this. I've done this a couple of times this week, and sometimes, honestly, it just makes me cry. Is he talking about firing people or having sex with Shiv? When Tom says, it turns out I'm pre-tired, I'm tired about thinking how tired I'm going to be. Honestly, that's the most relatable thing that's ever been said on Succession. And Matson might be honest, uh, it's, it's basically like money and gossip, Matson says. And Shiv's like, oh yeah, just money and gossip, that's everything. Ah, the hierarchy amongst billionaires is exactly like high school, just like I always suspected. Matson definitely leads with his strong hand when he says, I really like talking to you, so you can have whatever you want. I usually don't go that far until at least the third date. Eva notes that I've seen him cut your balls a hundred times. At this point, it's really time to change barbers. And uh, thank you, Shiv, for finally dropping all pretense and just saying the damn thing. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> thank you guys for checking out Suck 10. We will be releasing episodes each Tuesday, breaking down the latest episode of Succession in 10 minutes. No more, no less. We'll be back next week to cover episode eight titled America Decides. Anything else to add here, Mills? Like we said at the beginning, please don't forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. Again, Suck 10, wherever you get your pods. That's Suck and the number one, the number zero, S-U-C-1-0, Suck 10, at Dudes Watch Stuff on social media. You can also find our podcast, Regular Dudes Watch Stuff, wherever you get your pods, on YouTube. Thank you again for checking us out. On behalf of myself, Magnum Mills, and Jamie and G, the real-life Disgusting Brothers, always remember, you can't make a tomlet without breaking some Greg's. Well, these hands aren't going to fuck themselves, so... Go get yourself some Greglets. <laughs> <laughs>